My name's Terry. Welcome to the Oddscast. Welcome to the Oddscast. Anything more? Welcome to the Oddscast. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the latest edition of the Oddscast podcast. This is Joe Delera with producer Corey. It is the Paisan, uh, you know, uh, the Paisan episode here. All we're going to do, we're going to talk about, um, this is going to be a quick hitter episode. We're going to talk about a little bit of the NBA. We're going to talk about the Major League Baseball, um, because these are the only two sports that I really know anything about. Uh, and we'll go from there. So uh, first off, we're going to pump the Discord. We got a Discord going on. If anybody wants to get in on that, it's it's electric. We talk, uh, we talk stocks, stonks, if you will. We talk some gambling. We still talk some NBA Top Shot. Um, our accounts are still worth something. I think most of us can withdraw. Can you withdraw yet, producer Corey? No, but I haven't even tried to. I haven't no. like done the whole process yet. But that's really the way we're we're looking at this. It's yeah. like I'm a long term bag holder. I'm not going to try to just you know hit the yeah. escape button because everybody gets a little scared and nervous. Yeah, don't don't sell the bottom here. Yeah, well, talk talk to me in like two more years. Yeah, like it's fine. It's fine. I don't feel <laughs> any type of insecure about yeah. anything. And I don't know what the relationship is with Mr. Dapper and the IRS. I'd rather not get involved right now. Yeah, if you don't withdraw, I don't think they know anything. It's unrealized in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. It's unrealized. So, uh, but we're not lawyers or experts, but well, well. <laughs> uh, One, not the other. So, you guys that out. Um, but, uh, so one of the biggest pieces of news in the NBA lately was the Jamal Murray injury. He's, this is going to, this sucks. Honestly, uh, Murray has been awesome this season. He's really kind of built off of what he did in the bubble last year. And with an ACL tear, he might not be back. Uh, he's definitely not back this year and he might not even be back next year. And that really sucks for this Nuggets, Nuggets team. Uh, Joker looks like he's going to win the MVP. They kind of sold out a little bit for their future too in the Aaron Gordon trade. And I love that team. Like the team was so good um, because of the way they could switch, the way they could play on the perimeter. And then now you lose Murray and you lose a lot on this team. And like, I, I think it kind of closes a title window for them. And they went from 16 to one odds to 30 to one odds. And if you watch, like when I watch Nuggets games, which most of you don't, so I will fill you in. Some of us sleep, Joe. Yeah. So one of the things is like Mike Malone. He's the coach, and he's been doing this thing where they just. This is important for live betting purposes, so this is why it's relevant for you guys. Um, because sometimes, like you know, we, we live bet games, and we're it's not on. We're just looking at the scoreboard and uh, what the odds are. But with the Nuggets is. He had Malone has been doing this thing where he lets the bench unit just play minutes and they're alone and they are so fucking bad. Like they'll be like, like Jokic will have a like plus 22 net rating or like plus minus for the game. And the nuggets will be losing by five. So like, they're just getting smoked when he's not on the floor and without Murray to kind of help like stagger the minutes and stuff, like it's brutal now, especially and even more so than it was before. So um, when you watch, when you watch Nuggets games, like if they're losing and they start going on these bad uh, stretches, a lot of times it's because the bench is in. Um, so if you're watching the game or even like just watching like your ESPN notifications or the action network and like see like the lineup changes, those are sometimes opportunities that you can bet when you see the starters come in um, because you know that 
Jokic, Aaron Gordon, et cetera, like they're going to be making some moves. Like they're going to be successful in those opportunities. But one of the, the bigger problem is really that this, this really changes the dynamics of the Western conference and the nuggets looked like a legitimate title contender. And I say that especially because if you really look at the West, the West is so weird because basically nobody thinks the jazz can win the title as good as they are. They're 14 and 41 and 14. Nobody thinks they can win the title. And same thing with the Suns, who's who are the second seed and they're 39 and 15. Basically you're looking at the three, four, five seeds of the Clippers, Nuggets and Lakers and saying, which of them is coming out of this. And then now the Nuggets are basically out of that scenario. And, you know, it, it kind of has created this like power struggle where, you know, we're really looking at it and saying, it's probably gonna be Clippers and Lakers and it's gonna be one of those two teams. So um, it's definitely interesting, but it does, you know, it, may, it does open up the Western Conference a little bit more for the Lakers and the Clippers. And I think that you're starting to see even more value on really both of those teams, um, but particularly the Clippers, uh, in my opinion, because they're going to probably be playing it, what looks like maybe the Trailblazers, maybe the Mavs, like some one of those kind of like fraud good teams uh, in the first round of the playoffs. So if you're looking for value, uh, I, it doesn't look like the Lakers are going to fall too far. And even if they did, they'd be such overwhelming favorites in a playing game uh, that, you know, the books would have to can't to cook it in a little bit. And like, maybe you'll see like a plus 500 or something like that. But like, I would jump all over that if, if I saw that. Um, so just a refresher for everybody this year, the NBA is doing the play in tournament. So the first six seeds are in the playoffs in each conference, but then the seven and eight seed play each other. And the winner of that game is the seven seed. And then the loser plays the winner of the uh, nine and 10 seed. And whoever wins that game is the eight seed. So the eight, so you, if you're in the seven, eight spot, you get two opportunities to make the playoffs. If you're in the nine and 10, you have to win two games and then you could be the eight seed to uh, go play either the jazz or what looks like in the Eastern conference, the, uh, the Sixers or the Nets. So um, I'm going to look at the, it kind of sucks this year because so many guys have been sitting and I think that part of it has to do, and I've spoken with a couple of different people about this. Part of it has to do with the fact that there aren't fans. So the NBA has been talking about how they don't want players sitting in primetime games. They don't want people sitting in these games with these major, major matchups um, for like load management or rest reasons. But because there's not really fans in the stands, I think that these teams are getting away with it a little bit more. And like today, for example, the 76ers uh, or yesterday at the time that you're listening to this, um, the 76ers and the Nets are playing each other. And uh, the at the time of this, at the start of the fourth quarter, the Sixers are up 12, but Durant is healthy, not playing. Um, and Harden is injured, but still like you're not seeing these teams at full strength and it kind of sucks. Uh, and you really see these teams punting regular season games. Um, but if I'm looking for a team out of the East with, I think a little bit of value, I think that you can probably find some value on the Miami heat. I think that the heat are going to wind up settling in as the four seed. They're healthy. Um, and the four seed, it, it basically means you're going to avoid a first round matchup with the Sixers nets or the Bucks um, If you're in the four or five seed, and it probably means you're playing like maybe even the Celtics, maybe the Knicks, maybe the Pacers, one of those teams. And I, 
I mean, it's just an advantage to not have to play one of the top three teams in the East. So I'm looking at Miami for a little bit of value. They have that championship pedigree. They are now healthy. Um, and I, I think that they're a team to kind of watch out for in the East. But one of the other things I wanted to talk about, and uh, producer Corey had mentioned this to me before as well, is that you have these teams that are supposed to be like really good. And there were like a lot of teams that had hype before the season started. And it's like the Mavericks, the Pelicans, um, the, the Celtics, the Blazers, like even Miami and the Bucks, like these teams are supposed to be like really fucking good this year. And like the Raptors and the Pacers, right? And like the Rockets, everybody knew has been like, have been atrocious, but they are literally the worst team against the spread. And we all knew that they're bad. So, but like, if you look at some of these other teams, like the Mavericks, for example, they're 20, they're fit, they're 500 against the spread. The Pelicans are below 500 against the spread. The Celtics 26 and 30 and 30 against the spread. Same with the Blazers. So if you look at some of these games, I think that we're at the point now where you're kind of like your record is what you are. And like these teams are not great teams. Like the the Mavericks, for example, Porzingis has not come back and been that defensive stalwart that people thought he was. So glad the Knicks traded him, but he's just not that player anymore. And people think that he is, and, and it's and it's hurting their defense. They actually allow more points per possession when he's on the court than when he's off. Um, and then if we're looking at the Pelicans, the Pelicans are a team like everybody's like, they're going to be so fucking good. And they are awesome, but only on offense. And it's really problematic because they just can't stop anybody. And like they can score with like the best of teams. But it's like if you can't stop teams, you're going to get shredded. And like it's going to be very hard to cover spreads that way. And people thought they're going to be good. People thought they're going to make the playoffs. And, you know, right now, if you're looking at the Western Conference, the Pelicans are in the 11 seed. They're 25 and 29. And, you know, they're they're game behind the Warriors for, like, the last spot in a play-in. But I don't know. Like, I don't really see them passing them. Like, I don't see them getting into this game. And, uh, you know, like, they have all the star power. They have all the hype with Zion. But, like, they're not that good. So I think that's something to take a look at. And it's like, when you see these teams, it's like, why are you favored? Like you have these teams that are not good. Like you have the Pelicans favored over the Knicks today, uh, over, over the Knicks yesterday. Uh, I took the Knicks. Um, I think the Knicks are better. Uh, and we'll see, you know, at the time this comes out, whether I was right or not. Uh, and I could be talking out of my ass here, but at the same time, that line, even if the Pelicans wind up winning the game, like, I think the line should have been flipped and like the Pelicans just have this like hype about them that they're good and they're not really as good. And it's the same thing with like the Mavericks and even the Nuggets because of the issues with their bench rotations there, it's causing problems in terms of like covering the spread and not so much winning these games. Um, so I think that that's definitely something to consider. And uh, one of the things too, is just keep an eye out on who's playing or if you see like a back-to-back -back coming um, the Mavericks have rested Kristaps Porzingis on back-to-backs and he's not even on the injury report and it's getting like worse and worse. And basically like, he'll, they'll be like, he's not on the injury report. And then an hour before the game, he's out. So just be aware of that when you're betting on these games and say like, did these teams play yesterday? Or is this the first end of a back-to-back -back? and make sure that you're like being aware and being cognizant of, uh, of those lines and of those bets. So, um, 
just something to keep an eye out for. Uh, but in terms of the NBA, we're get, it's exciting. We were about a month-ish away from the play-in tournament. And uh, I'll definitely get some futures out there for you guys uh, in terms of where I think there's some value remaining. And, uh, and, and we'll talk a little bit of um, MVP. But right now, I think Joker's got it. Embiid maybe has an outside shot. But other than that, uh, we'll have to see. Um, but that's, uh, that's our NBA corner, unless uh, producer Corey has anything to add here. <laughs> go Knicks. Let's go Knicks. Oh, RJ Barrett is so wet right now. Just but keep it going. We love it. What's the score? Live score update. Uh, 53-52 at half, Knicks. Oof. All right. Hang in there, boys. So let's get it. Um, but we're going to turn to America's favorite pastime that nobody watches, Major League Baseball. Um, and, you know, like we I wish that I wish that Mr. Uh, Mr. Dominic was here um, because, you know, the Mets just are continuing to do that thing to DeGrom where He's, he's pitched a million innings, given up no runs, struck out like twice as many people as innings. And uh, although they're four and three, I think they two of those losses are in DeGrom starts, which is mind-boggling. Um, so I think that there's uh, – that just sucks. And it's almost just like – it's almost hard to bet on DeGrom games because the Mets just want to lose those games. Like those are games that you'd like to throw in, money line parlays or something like that, but it's like – there's just no value, uh, especially the way the Mets seem to play around him and rally around him. It's also so, just wild that they've only played seven games. Also that, yeah. I mean, it sucks. Like the Dodgers are the Dodgers are crushing. The Padres are still playing really well. Uh, our Yankees have gotten off to a slow start, but um, I'm still hopeful. I mean, they. It's a long season. So like, goddamn Blue Jays, man. Dude, the, yeah, I mean, we just lose games to these guys in the American League East. And, I mean, I think the Jay Bruce experiment has got to end. Um, you I know, agree. We got, we got Odor, so he knows how to punch people and, like, come out swinging. Uh, we like that pickup. And uh, I just think that they'll they'll kind of start to gel a little bit longer. Like, I think some of the guys need a little bit more at-bats, and uh, they got to get Hicks out of the top of the lineup. He's just been stinking it up. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a waste of space right now. Yeah, but in terms of betting baseball, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was looking at starting pitching value. Um, so usually when like a stud stud pitcher starts the game, like and by that I mean DeGrom, Garrett Cole, like you Darvish, um, Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller, like those like that type of player, uh, Shane Bieber. Um, that type of player starts, you're going to get like significant value on the other team. Um, just because of the fact that like that people know the name. Um, so that's an opportunity to maybe try to like buy a get like, you know, fade that pitcher. I mean, obviously use your judgment here, but some of the, some of these younger pitchers that aren't as well known, um, are very talented and they're very good. And in terms of the value, you can kind of get something there. So a couple of the pitchers that I've been looking at to try to bet when I see them starting um, is one of which is guys is actually, he's an Oriole uh, and John means he's actually been very good. Uh, I, he, I, he just kind of is like a sleeper and the Orioles have enough bats in the lineup where, you know, if he gets in there, uh, it's an opportunity for them to win a game. 
Um, Nate Pearson on the Mets, uh, he kind of had a, he had a groin injury like relatively recently, um, and he didn't throw for like a year. So you're getting a little bit of value just because like people are like, oh, like I don't really know who that is. Same with, and that kind of goes for Marcus Stroman too. Like we know who Marcus Stroman is, but he he opted out last year. So it's kind of one of those things like people are like, oh, like I haven't heard about him in a while. Like like they're just they're just not as popular to bet on. Um, is something that I've noticed. So like he's somebody. Uh, John Means is somebody. And then if you look at the, um. You know, if you look at some of like the like the West Coast games, uh, sometimes like you see these inflated totals just because of like guys playing uh, the Rockies in particular. So like obviously when they play a Coors Field, the totals are going to be super high. Um, but one thing to remember is like when the Rockies play somewhere else, uh, for example, like you really need to look at the pitchers home and road splits in terms of their ERA and like what they're giving up. Because when you're pitching a course field, if you have like a four or five ERA course field, that's awesome. But if you have a four or five ERA, like somewhere else, it's not really that good. Um, so take a look. I mean, look at- no further than the Rockies record. They're like, yeah. what's the last time they won an away game? I don't know. Like never. I think they're <laughs> Oh, and four they're also terrible so far. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like they're, they are last place. Terrible. It's like <laughs> NL West. Um, you know, the Rockies are not good. Let's see. The Rockies are, uh, yeah, they're three and eight. So that's bad. Yeah, it's not good. So, I mean, but like those are some things that you can look for in terms of betting on baseball. Uh, and, and like, and like, why is this total moving or like, why is this being impacted in this way? Um, so, definitely something to consider. Uh, I still think it's obviously really early um, for you know, adjusting your futures or adjusting, you know, what you think is going to happen. Uh, I, I like, I still like the Cardinals pick that I gave out for the Cardinals to win the world series or, you know, just in terms of the value. Um, and that NL central is wide open. Uh, but the Phillies have started off hot. Uh, if you can get like a nice little ticket on the Braves now, because they're sitting in fourth at four and seven, uh, I th- think that there's definitely some value there. Um, and in terms of the American league, same thing, kind of like with the Yankees, but these books don't adjust this early in the season. It's just not going to happen. Um, but one guy who has looked awesome, uh, still is like Juan Soto still looks good despite the nationals record. Uh, but it's definitely something to consider when you're betting MVP to make sure the team is like somewhat decent. Um, so that's uh that's my take on MLB right now. Uh, if you want to get into a conversation about fantasy baseball, uh, you can hit me up on Twitter because I do that, and it's just I'm a masochist because there's no way that anybody wants to do that like ever. Um, it's just 162 games of a slow, slow, slow burn because there's no playoffs, there's no finals, there's nothing. It just ends when the season ends. It's over, and that's it. Like that's just what the standings are. And it is what it is. So, um, you know, if anybody has any thoughts on that, uh, feel free. Uh, and we can, we can have a conversation about that. If people want some more information about that, I will tweet that out as well. Um, but, you know, if anybody has any thoughts, then, uh, you know, obviously reach out to us. Let us know if you want to join the Discord. Hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. Or uh, if, you ha- if you're so fortunate to have our cell phones, don't text us. Just <laughs> <laughs> You'll get a faster response in the Discord, right? So, uh, Corey, do you have any do you have any soccer uh, things besides betting nope. on the U.S. to win the World Cup? Nope. I just I, I hate that I keep doing it. Uh, Terry's drilled a hole in my brain and taken over, and I keep 
revisiting the 100 to 1 odds. <laughs> They're still sitting at 100 to 1, right? I believe so. I mean, I, as of last Sunday, when is the last time I made it? So, yeah. I think you just have to be betting on that then. <laughs> yeah, I've already dug this hole too deep. I'm, uh, I'm going all the way down. I'm digging all the way to China. Hey, isn't that where the Olympics are? Japan. No. Oh, wherever. Um, <laughs> what one of those? <laughs> oh my god! I should know. <laughs> oh, you're yeah. gonna get me in trouble. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, Corey, uh, we let's go. May as well go to pods and racks. What do we have to recommend, producer Corey? Uh, I'm gonna recommend revisiting old movies. I watched. Uh, I just rewatched The Matrix. Fucking great! Wow. I loved it. I forgot how good it was, and it's been years since I watched it again. Now I just want to watch the whole trilogy, which is probably what I'm going to do tonight. But, you know, dust off an old DVD, go through the collection, see what you got. I complete, And I also saw Rush Hour 2. Hilarious. Totally just, forgot how funny that was. You just went to 2? Yeah, that's the only one I had. Fair. I was like, all right, I guess I'll watch this. Did you Wait, you had a DVD? Yeah. <laughs> I believe it's the first DVD I ever got, too. Like, I got a PS2 for Christmas, and I think a Rush Hour 2 accompanied it. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I have a couple DVDs. I have, like, my Dragon Ball Z collection on display in my apartment. See so, them. They're buttes. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, but, yeah, old movies? Dust off dust off the old DVD, maybe even a VHS. I watched Clerks, too. Rewatched Clerks. Oh, I've been spending a lot of couch time, so... Yeah, we revisit some old movies. There's some gems out there. Let's get it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to recommend uh, pierogies. So my girlfriend is making pierogies right now. Uh, we don't know how they are. Um, I am assuming that they are going to be good because she has – I've never had them, but she makes empanadas. So, so like, I feel like they're kind of similar-ish. It's a stuffed thing. Maybe. So I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, we will report back on how it is. <laughs> we'll, I will tweet about it probably tomorrow. Um, and, you know, if you follow me on Instagram, uh, I will, I will take some pictures probably. Um, so it, it should be a nice little, like it should be a nice thing on the story. Um, so I'm going to recommend pierogies. I'll recommend stuffed like things, like you said, like raviolis, uh, you know, raviolis. Pierogies are fire. I love pierogies. Um, stuffed peppers uh and just you know just having a good time stuffing even put your food in your food yeah put the food in the food you know (laughs) so uh that's it for the oddscast podcast this week uh it was a very quick hitter episode you know bang bang two topics we're in in there we're out of there you know no dilly dallying just a double play real quick it was nice it was a real double play it was six four three no no funny So, uh, you know, <laughs> so uh, that's it. You know, so this is Joe Delera for the Oddscast Pod with producer Corey. And uh, God bless. I'm living in that 21st century, doing something mean to it. Do it better than anybody you ever seen. Do it screams from the haze. Got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need his theme music. No one man should have all that power. The clock's ticking, I just count the hours. I'm tripping off the power The system broken, the school's closed, the prison's open We ain't got nothing to lose, motherfucker, we rollin' Huh? Motherfucker, we rollin' With some light-skinned girls and some Kelly Rollins In this white man world
steps, I need a moment Don't want man to have all that power The time's ticking, I just count the hours Stop tipping, I'm tripping off the power No. 